It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. On this program from time to time here on the U105 phone-in, we talk parking, and parking is rearing its head today because I want to speak to Mark Crawford from the Consumer Council. Mark, good morning. Good morning, Frank. I'm asked time and again, Mark, from people listening to the program, if they always have to pay these parking fines stroke invoices. We're not talking about the red coats. Of course, you have to pay those fines or if the police fine you. We're talking about the private car parks outside the shopping centres, all of that, whereby there's some sort of signage up and you're told that when you're going in, you're being filmed. When you're coming out, you're being filmed. Do we always have to pay those invoices when they are issued to us? Well, it's a, it's a great question, Frank, and it's a question we're, we're frequently asked here. And I suppose that the answer and the message we're trying to put out to consumers today is that they, strictly speaking, they are enforceable, but the Consumer Council is the body who can appeal on behalf of consumers and have these legally written off. So our advice would be not to ignore them, but to contact us in the first instance and give us a chance to appeal them and get them written off legally so people and consumers can have confidence that it won't come up to bite them further down the line. But there's a further education piece that has to be put out there. There's a lack of awareness that these now parking notices are in place, and when you incur a charge after four hours, you will receive this notice. And people are getting quite a shock. So the Consumer Council is keen to get the message out to raise awareness that these do exist and to be wary of them, but also to say the Consumer Council is here to help people whenever they do incur one of these charges. Some of the signs are pretty obvious. You drive in, you can see the sign, you read it, you know exactly how long you can stay. There's a perfect example of it halfway down the Lisbon Road where the co-op is. I was in there not so long ago. I noticed the sign. I read it. It was crystal clear in black and white. You had so many hours you could stay if you stayed any longer. If you, for example, parked and went off shopping elsewhere, you were going to, you were going to get a fine. Like, th- there's no arguing with that. If, if that's crystal clear, the, you, you have to pay that, don't you? Well, it's true to say there's no arguing. There, there, there is signage dictating that these charges do apply, but consumers have been caught out. For a number of years, consumers go to example for out-of-town shopping centres, and these shopping centres are sold to consumers on the basis that they're convenient, there's free parking, you can park all day, you can shop at your own convenience. So people drive in in the comfort of knowing they've always went there. They don't necessarily see the signage, and then all of a sudden they come out, they have a parking ticket in their windscreen, and it comes as a massive, massive shock. So whilst there's signage there, we feel there should have been a breaking in period to allow consumers to maybe understand this is happening and maybe have the, the opportunity to appeal them successfully. We're finding that when consumers do try to appeal them, it's zero tolerance. So consumers come back and say, listen, I was there, I was shopping, there's receipts. It's zero tolerance. They're being told no. 
the fines being imposed upon them. So we think we'll have to find some kind of middle ground because some of it is very unfair, we believe. Some of the signage on Boucher Road, which has a considerable number of these parking restrictions, isn't that big. And there are little bits of ground where you can park, or car parks actually, where you can park outside certain shops that aren't restricted and there are others that are restricted. And that can lead to confusion depending on which uh, lamp post the sign is nailed to. You nearly need to go round and check four or five different lamp posts after you park your car to see when you have to when you have to leave. It take, it takes away from the shopping experience. We believe it does take away from the shopping experience. Anytime you have myself on your show or anyone from the consumer council, we preach about shopping around, get the best deal, whether that's electricity, natural gas, airlines. I think it's time to consider shopping around and getting the best deal in terms of where you go shopping. Because we know, for example, elderly people sometimes meet up in shopping centres for a day out. It's a social activity. And now they're getting a fine imposed upon them after four hours. So all of a sudden, are these out-of-town outlets more convenient than going to possibly a city centre where at least you know the charge you pay is not going to increase or shock you? But aside from the Consumer Council being able to appeal these charges successfully, which we, we can do, People do need to be aware, and if you go onto our website, www.consumercouncil.org.uk, we have a range of tips for consumers telling them what to look out for and what to be worried for so they're fully informed next time they do decide to go shopping. Are more and more out-of-town centres using these? I presume they are because people are basically substituting it for a park and ride, meeting their friends and going off and leaving the car for a weekend. Is, is that why they're doing it? Well, we're two years into dealing with these types of complaints now, Frank, and it really has taken off. So we have handled about 4,000 complaints in the last two years, and we have returned over £216,000. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. How many people have been you know, frightened by receiving these tickets and simply paid them straight away because it does put fear into you? So it is cropping up more and more now. We're starting to see them everywhere. At first, it was the, the scattergun approach, but now they're becoming more and more prevalent. But what... What concerns us is the excuse that is being used is that people do park there all day and disappear to their works. And that may be the case. And those people do deserve possibly to incur a fine. But why is the threshold only four hours? Who parks their car and goes to work for four hours? Why is it not seven hours, eight hours? So, for example, the Consumer Council is unclear as to why the approach is four hours. But they're saying it's because people are parking all day. That doesn't make any sense to us. And what about those who get the bill or the invoice in the post and it says, you know, £45 or £90 if it isn't paid? Uh, I think they say £90 and £45 if you pay it quite quickly. And then if you don't pay it, it starts to go up and you get the letters in the post that are in legalese. It, it sounds like as if some bailiff type person, even though technically we don't have bailiffs here, uh, somebody's going to knock your door at some point in the future and then you get the suggestion maybe that it'll affect your credit rating and you're beginning to oh dear I'm in debt now I'm in debt um, should, should we just continue to I, I know you'd like us to contact the Consumer Council but if we continue to drop them into the fire can they follow you to the day you die for that money? Well it's a, it's a tricky scenario they are enforceable and people who have previously ignored them and thrown them in the fire. Whenever they've returned a second or third time to the same park, car park, they've been clamped. And that's an unexpected turn. So the message we're putting out today cannot be any more clearer. If you receive a parking notice, contact the Consumer Council in the first instance. It's free. It's 0800 
121-6022 and we will appeal this for you and the chances are we will be successful. But contact us in the first instance. Do not contact the company. Do not contact the shopping outlet. Contact the Consumer Council. 0800 121-6022. And as I say, we have helped 4,000 consumers return £216,000. And that's the tip of the iceberg. I don't know how many people have contacted the companies and paid up because the threat has been too much and they've panicked. And do they have the right to clamp you just because you owe them money from a previous visit to the car park? That's an issue we're actually looking into and we're in, in contact with Trade and Standards to find out the legality of that. But that that's quite a recent twist where consumers have been clamped because they've returned with unpaid notices. So it's kind of watch this space in terms of the clamping, but it's something we're seriously looking into because that's a concern. As you said, they can't bring bailiffs to your door. And in terms of affecting your credit rating, our understanding is that you would have to be taken to court and prosecuted in order for the credit rating to be impacted upon. So... You know, there's a lot of are we aware? There. Are we aware in Northern Ireland of anyone actually having been in court and found it was found against them by a judge? The Consumer Council is not aware of anybody. Yeah, yeah, you do hear that. No one, no one has ever actually been been through the courts. What, what do you think? Just a, you know, just an additional question here, Mark. And I'm sure there are decent guys and girls who are listening at the moment. They've they have a job to do, and I respect everyone's area of employment as long as it's legal. Um, you have to have a wee oddness to you to want to be a clamper, but don't you? <laughs> well. I- not for me to judge people on how they earn their living, but um, listen, there's a, there's, a, there's a role there for these organisations to employ people to go about kind of doing the job that they do. We're encouraging people to come to us because we can appeal the charge successfully, but we won't just continually appeal and appeal charges. We will work with the consumers who come to us to say, listen, yes, we'll hopefully get rid of the charge, but you need to learn for the future. So we will put our guidance out. We will direct them in the right place. So next time they do go to these outlets, they're savvy about what they're doing and they go about their business in the correct way to make sure they don't have to worry about these charges in the future. So it's a double whammy. We'll try and help consumers, but we need to start educating because these are becoming more and more prevalent and consumers are getting caught out, which is, which is it's not nice and it's sometimes kind of unfair, we believe. Okay, you could be inundated, Mark. You could be, but thanks for issuing the invitation. Uh, check out the Consumer Council online and they'll have all their numbers there. Uh, Mark, uh, thank you. Uh, Jane, you have a point you want to make? Hiya, Frank. How are you? I am good, Frank. Jane. Good. Good. Frank, I just did want to bring to your notice, because I didn't know this existed, was cloning of number plates. I recently paid my daughter's fine and she told me off saying, Mum, I wasn't even in the area. And I said, but it's come on Red Roots letterhead and Red Roots envelope. It must be a fine. She goes, no, it's a scam. So, uh, so tell me how the scam works. They... You disappeared, Jane. Are you still with me? Yeah, they, they clone their number plates. So they've chosen a particular and that they obviously can see that someone else has that. So they clone your number plate, stick it on their car. They drive around with no insurance, no tax, and, and you get the penalties. And unless you can prove that you weren't there at the time, which luckily my daughter could because she lives in a place with CCTV cameras, um, she, you know, how would you get out? How could you even appeal that? It was your car, your number plate, but it's cloned. So it's it's a, a car that they would need to have a car that looks exactly like your car. That's yeah. the same color as your car, yeah. and yeah. they put yeah. they put false number plates on 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 the car that looks exactly like your car. 
Yep, yep. So if it's a, you know, the same make and model, blue, whatever, polo, astro, whatever, they clone the number plate. And apparently you can get these number plates online. In my day, you used to have to go in with your registration document, but you can get plates made up now. So they're driving around. So the police scan her, scan that car with that number plate on it. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Shows up insured and taxed, but they're obviously not because they've cloned it. And they're driving around with no insurance. And I suppose the only time they're ever going to get caught is on camera like that or in an accident. Yeah, it's worth worth double checking if you do get a, a fine or, or or a bill or uh, some you've committed some sort of offence. Uh, it is absolutely worth checking before you would you would pay the the fine, yeah. especially if you felt well. I wasn't even I wasn't even even there. And did you fall for it? I did. Well, because you know it was her car, her number plate. So I just paid the fine, and she said to me, she was cross the next day. She goes, "Mom, I wasn't even in that area." I said, oh, how does that work then? And she goes, they've cloned the number plate. And are you able to get the money back? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, at least Because you... we can prove that her car was at her house with yeah. the CCTV cameras. But, I mean, if you were in a hit and run, Frank, how can you prove if you didn't have that sort of CCTV footage, how would you prove it wasn't your car? True, true. It's it's another concern. It's another worry, and uh, I'm surprised you can buy number plates. Of well, you can buy anything off the web, but uh, I, I'm quite sure that there's no legitimate way to buy number plates online because you do have to. You do have to show the the document, the documentation, or at least that's my understanding of it. That you have to show the documentation to purchase new number plates. Maybe there is a legal way to do it online. I'm not sure. Um, Jane, thank you very much indeed. Uh, 02890 Bill on line four. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Frank. Frank, I wasn't going to talk about that. That girl just mentioned something there and it happened to my son two weeks ago. It sold his car and they sent him a tax, uh, tax bill because he's the last registered owner. And actually the vehicle was in Kent in England and it was sold here. But 
I wasn't actually on to talk about that point, but then that girl's race. It was only two weeks ago that happened to my son. Honey. Yeah, but it's very important that when you do sell a car, you have to notify them that you're no longer the registered keeper. The onus is on you to do that. Which he did. But they must have had it. And when it came up in England, they must have had it for here. It was just a day or so after, but it was actually coming up in England. It must have been cloned. But the point I was coming on to talk to you about, Frank, is why do we pay twice for parking on the highways? I mean, we pay for a tax, and then we actually pay for off-road parking, which is still not an actual road as such. Do we not get a refund? You know, you're, you're getting the two ways. The old-fashioned way, if you get a parking space, you get a parking space. If you stay there for four hours, five hours, six hours, that's, that's maybe the, the, the early bird catches the worm. But I'm thinking we're paying twice. And I said, I took this to court one day. And I explained that to the judge, and he says, what do you mean? I said, I explained exactly what I'm done. We're paying twice for it. He dismissed the case. And that's fact. I dismissed the case because I said, we're paying twice for it. I said, I have a jeep. I'll have an accident. I'm paying 500 on pound a year for road tax. And he says, I said, I'm already paying for it. We have the privilege of parking here. Now we're setting up companies, and we've got parking. But we do need parking at the end. Don't get me wrong. We do need it because it would be congested and be mad. But if you get... Early enough, they're lucky enough to get a spot. It's like being in a car park around their Tesco. If you get a spot, you get a spot. You know, it's, it's just the luck of the draw. It's an incredibly selfish approach, however. Hi, is it? Well, you're going to take up the space for hours on end to just go away and forget about everyone else's needs. But why are we paying twice? That's the main question I'm asking. I'm only saying that people could use it. I'm not saying I do. I never do. But it's a, the paying, a, you know, up in Port Rush, they're going to start charging now in Coleraine to raise money for the council because they're short of money. It's it's got to do with paying for the services and the services need to have additional funds within them. That's why we have these fees to meet. It's like a, a, an additional tax on us. It's not really that we're paying twice. The first time you pay is for the road tax, for using the road, for driving on the road, for the emissions that come out of your vehicle, for all of the things that are linked to availing of the service that's provided by the Department of Infrastructure that keeps us safe and sound on the road. The other is you're paying for the right to park in a certain place at the side of the road for your convenience, that is indeed something that you have to fork out an additional fee for. It's not really paying twice. I think you've just... Oh, there you are, you're back up. Go ahead, go ahead, answer me far away. You made a good point there. Why is it every time the council overspend that the rate payer and the Joe public has to pay? You made a valid point there. When they overspend, it's, even with Belfast, and I'm, it takes me back to the rates, when they actually used to charge you for the value of your house, they come out one time when the, the boom was on, and they rated your house on the, the actual value of your house. See when this market plummeted? They didn't come back out and revalue it. And that's another point, as I say, that's, come on, I'm drifting away from the parking one, but I'm saying is you made a point there about the council, that every time they get in trouble, it's ourselves, we have to bankroll it and get them back out of it, you know, and that's, the, I just used the housing one there, a good example, because that's what happened in the 07, 08 era when we had houses going up by the day, going up thousands of pounds by the week. It was great that I was jumping about, like, let's do this, because this is a great idea. But then when houses devalued by half, your rates didn't change. 
Yeah, but the, uh, Jamie DeLarge once explained on this programme about that. If they were basing it on the value of houses during a decline in the housing market, they would just increase the rate in another way. It's not as if they're going to bring the rates down simply because the house price has gone down. They still have to raise the revenue. So they're going to do it by using different parameters. But, but as I say, you could see, I don't know if you understand where I'm coming from. When it was a good idea and when it was actually booming, it was great to do so. And that's exactly the reason to give you it. I remember phoning and it says, why is my rates going up so much? Oh, it's going on the value of your home. I said, is that right? Okay, no problem. Accepted it and moved on. But when I dropped and I phoned again, it says, are you going to, take a, are you going to reduce the uh, rates here on the property? That's been on like £1,500 a year. And I thought, well, this is madness. And he says, oh, uh, couldn't give me an explanation. We'll get back there. And again, no. All right. Uh, Bill, never shy when it comes to making a point or asking a question. And it's an important approach. Uh, thank you very much. 02890-333-105. George on line four. Good morning, George. Good morning, Frank. Uh, it's a big parking thing at the, at the uh, shopping centres. You, you only like to stay four hours. Uh-huh. Well, if you go in and you spend an hour in the shopping centre, and you come back out again and you say two hours later, oh, I must have the wife down, that she wants something in the shopping centre, you go back out again and you sit there for another hour. That's two hours of your four that day. People don't realise that. Every time you go into that in the shopping centre, you're clocked by overhead cameras. Yeah. Um, but then that day, if you sit, if you were down under that shop center six times and you spent an hour on, you have a book. You have a dog. No, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so, George. I'm, I'm open to guidance on this. But my understanding of it is if you go into the car park at nine o'clock and you come out at 11 o'clock, that's absolutely okay. It's a four-hour car park. So you go in at 9 o'clock, you come out at 11 o'clock, no problem. You drive down the road and go back in at half 11, it starts again, whereas you can now stay for another four hours. Surely that's the way it works. No, it doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't work that way. I think maybe, I think we're wrong, but I think you should maybe check it out. And I think... Yeah, it may say, uh, you, you could be right on this, it may say on the board, no return within an hour or no return within two hours. There may be an additional line on the literature that does say that. Um, no wonder we need the Consumer Council. They're, they're open for business. If you have problems with the parking in these private areas that's controlled by the clampers, uh, I was always going to say something different. I did say clampers. So it's controlled by the clampers. Uh, if you are feeling that you're being unfairly treated or you don't fully understand the system and the way it works, the Consumer Council are absolutely doing somersaults to offer to assist you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.